Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Auto Central, South Africa's number one motoring podcast. My name is George Meany, and as usual, joined by Wandile Sishi. How's it, Wandi? Not too bad, not too bad. It's another week, another week to talk about cars, so I'm super excited. And we have a special guest today, so, you know. We do I have a special guest man. indeed, but before we get to our special guest, what happened to your man? It is double Dutch delight for Max Verstappen, who crosses the line to win the Dutch Grand Prix. Tiesto waves the flag, turn up to the max, listen to that roar. Can we not? Can we not? This week, this week I'm a little bit heartbroken, you know, Aww. I'm trying to get into, you know, the week happy. Um, but yeah, you know, you saw what happened. Max uh, completely dominated the game, and I'm super proud of him. I think it was a fantastic performance. So. You mean you mean the race? That's what it is. You mean the race? The yeah, game. yeah, the yeah. Game. yeah. Um, so uh, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, to next year when Bottas uh, leaves the team, and uh, maybe Hamilton will have some competition in his own team with uh, George I, Russell. I hope so too. I think um, when Hamilton has a good racer next to him, um, he does better. So. We'll see what happens. And uh, yeah, I think Russell deserves a drive. Portas was a fantastic teammate. Um, he was. So yeah. We'll I think he's a little bit too supportive, but uh, but that be that as it may. But yeah, as you mentioned, we've got a special guest in uh, in virtual studio today. Uh, Cabello Raboto. Did I say that right, Cabello? Yeah, that's that's great, George. Okay. Welcome, welcome to the show. And uh, uh, Cabello is a country director for Nissan South Africa, and uh, um, uh, is going to tell us a little bit about his own career and uh, and uh, a little bit about uh, Nissan South Africa, specifically maybe the new Navara um, and uh, and some of the technology in those cars. But uh, today we're going to be unpacking everything Nissan South Africa, and uh, um, from its current state to upcoming projects to lockdown impact and. Um, maybe some exclusive insights that Cabello can give us. So um, so welcome, welcome, Cabello. I suppose um, kicking off the show, you know, we always, when we get new guests on the show, we, uh, we have uh, a couple of quick fire questions. Are you ready for it? Let's go for it, let's, George. Let's go for it. All right. So I've got five quick fire questions for you. Answer as quick as you can. Chicken or beef? Beef. V8s or EVs? EVs. Beach or safari? Safari. Summer or winter? Summer. Sunset or sunrise? Sunrise. Awesome stuff. I think uh, Cabela sits right in my camp, right, Wendy? Yeah. No, that's exactly what you answered. So, you best friends. Best friends <laughs> exactly, forever. After exactly. <laughs> Thanks for that, Cabello. Uh, I hope that, uh, uh, you know, it wasn't too daunting for you. Nobody wins anything from those questions, but uh, gives us a little, gives the audience a little bit of insight into, uh, you know, what Cabello likes. So, getting right into it, uh, your career background, Cabello, you know, how do you find yourself uh, uh, as um, country director at Nissan South Africa? What, what is your career background, personally? Okay, um, I joined Nissan in, in 2016, in December 2016, as the marketing director. Um, and in December 2020, then I was appointed to the position of uh, country director. Uh, that came about as uh, Nissan restructured uh, the regional structures um, and created an Africa business unit, uh, which then uh, is made up of both South Africa, Sub-Sahara and Egypt uh, as the markets. But if I go back, uh, before joining um, Nissan, I was with BMW South Africa as a general manager responsible for Mini brand um, for both sales and, and marketing. 
Um, and uh, prior to that, I uh, spent most of my time actually uh, with uh, Toyota, uh, wow. where my career actually started uh, in, in product marketing and research um, and eventually into sales. And uh, at some point, uh, had a stint as, as a dealer principal. Um, so, yeah, I've been a motor man most of my life. Well, I mean, it sounds like you've been a motor man most of your career. Um, you know, well done, uh, Cabello. I think, you know, that's a, that's a solid resume in our industry, uh, particularly in South Africa. Uh, you know, I wonder how many um, of, uh, of the top level people have actually been DPs. Uh, you know, I think DP is, is quite a tough job because you're on the ground having to deal with selling those cars to the customers. How did you find that stint? Uh, it was quite an experience, uh, I must say, because um, as I indicated, I started mostly at, at an OEM and then you move to the dealership and you start realizing that things don't necessarily happen as we thought uh, from a yeah. head office perspective. Uh, that's where um, rubber hits the road and, and, and you actually have to make decisions and deal with customer uh, issues uh, live. You know, it's it's not theoretical. It's, it's very practical. Uh, so I learned a lot. I learned a lot about being operational, um, mm. you know, on the fly, managing a business uh, holistically from from sales to after sales, uh, and at the same time trying to go out there and find and find business, uh, find customers, and keep them happy, uh, and keep on delivering on on the commitment that has been made by the brand, um, and, and yeah. yeah, making sure that you, you you stay focused, and you have the right people to be able to deliver that experience. Well, it sounds like it's definitely a, a success story because, uh, you know, from dealer principal to now country manager of Nissan South Africa. So, so tell us a little bit uh, more about Nissan. Where did it all start for the brand? How did, uh, how did Nissan particularly end up in South Africa? Uh, N- Nissan came to South Africa, I think, in the ni- around about 1960, uh, if my memory serves me well. Um, like any other manufacturers, um, they, we established uh, manufacturing facilities in South Africa, um, which allowed them then to capitalize on a market that was growing, but also as a gateway into Africa, um, even though at that time it didn't look like that. So um, then it, I think it was in 1964 when Nissan uh, Manufacturing uh, actually was established. And over time, it, products were introduced um, and, and the plants that you know, it was growing uh, and became a, a player into, into this industry um, and have led in, in a number of areas, uh, including, among other things, and you're asking uh, your fire questions, EVs, uh, because we we're first to bring EVs into market. That's very so, true. Yeah, but that's, that's what yeah. uh, Nissan has been about. I actually, um, back when I just started coming into the automotive industry, I actually worked on a Nissan project for a school assignment. Um, and something that the brief were given by Nissan was to kind of encompass this idea of innovation that excites. Um, and I think at the time, EVs were just sort of coming into into the sphere. And that's something that I understand that you guys are very passionate about and will be bringing forward. Is that still the case or has anything changed? No, um, electric vehicles are still quite core to our strategy um, and, and as a brand direction, uh, purely because uh, one of our philosophy is to contribute positively into zero emissions um, and electric um, mobility allows that to happen. Um, and while we still have um, ice or internal combustion engines, the, the migration and, and the direction to move towards alternative or new energy vehicles is quite critical. Uh, if yeah. we are to achieve zero emissions, so how we, does that? Uh, sorry, uh, George. How how that impact models such as like the GTR? Are we trying to electrify those sort of models as well? 
Is that like a secret that shall be announced in the future? <laughs> I think the, the, the future plans of GTR will unfold in the coming, uh, in the coming years. But well, for now, I tried. still for well, the future. Well, I tried. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I think anybody who's driven driven the GTR knows uh, knows what kind of uh, machine that is. So, uh, Auto Trader sees 10.9 million or saw 10.9 million searches for Nissan um, uh, uh, on our platform between the the period of January 2021 and August 2021. Um, um, so, I'd like to kind of understand uh, Cabello. Um, how have the sales been? Because you know, seeing 11 million searches for Nissans on our platform has that translated into new car sales or uh, what is your um, uh, recollection of the first call it three quarters of this year in terms of sales um, if, if you look at uh, sales um, firstly the market itself is showing a recovery out of uh, yeah. the impact of it in 2020 um, and we are also seeing that happening with our products with interest from customers uh, however um, as you know that we faced with semiconductor uh, shortages in, in the industry, as well as um, supply chain related um, issues with regard to shipments uh, and delays that uh, that uh, are causing. We have, however, been uh, faced with shortage of, of vehicles in market to be able to cater and take advantage of that uh, recovery in the market. But um, last month, for example, in August, we, we had a very strong month. Uh, I think we uh, actually ended up number three overall uh, in terms of sales. So um, yeah, there is quite an interest and in, uh, we're seeing ourselves growing month on month um, as long as we're able to then provide the stock to be able to do that. So digging a little bit deeper, um, you know, on AutoTrader, uh, you know, in the same period, uh, the top searches for Nissans were the Nissan NP200, the Nissan Navara and the Nissan X-Trail. Do you see the same models uh, uh, in, in, in your sales numbers or uh, uh, do you find that different models are selling best, the top three models? Um, the MP200 still remains our top selling vehicle um, in South Africa. I think it has good heritage. It offers yeah. a unique proposition in the market being the only half-ton pickup um, and uh, quite suitable for smaller businesses as well as a number of fleet owners. Uh, and Navara are also doing quite well. I suppose most of those searches are also related to the fact that we've just introduced the new Navara in the local market and people looking for um, uh, understanding, but also maybe for used cars uh, because it's, it has good uh, resale values. Uh, and the, with the introduction of uh, Nissan Magnite, we've now seen a, a shift. So extra, yes, for a long time being our top third car, but um, the, the Nissan Magnite, which is a new edition, now within the top three. Um, as well. So that, that's quite an interest. But I suppose from a used car perspective, we'll see those coming later in in, 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 um, in the coming months or years uh, as becoming probably most uh, searched vehicles. But X-Trail still remains quite a strong brand. I suppose what we could do after this, uh, Wendy, is uh, we could separate new car and used car searches because I mean we've got uh, yep. we've got new cars on the platform as yep. well, and uh, and see whether the searches for uh, new Nissans match the searches for used Nissans. Yeah, I mean looking at the dates, if you look about a year ago, um, at the same period, uh, January to August, you can see that the searches for Nissan has almost doubled. So. Um, it, it kind of shows the prowess of the brand and, you know, the MP200 for continuously and all the reports that we do come out with stands out as one of the top vehicles. So, yeah, I'm sure um, we'll see some, you know, the Magnus sort of come out in the new car sales um, and searches. 
So uh, uh, coming out of lockdown, Cabello, um, you know, and uh, how has Nissan adapted? Are, you know, are there learnings? Uh, what for you is the new normal? What have you changed in the business? I think when we went into lockdown, uh, we all thought it was going to be a temporary um, lockdown in itself, especially uh, when it, last year in March. Uh, however, it, it sort of went on for quite a long time. But uh, what it did for us allows us allowed us an opportunity to relook how we do business, particularly if you look at the digital platforms that we yeah. use, allowing uh, customers to shop at home, um, looking at ways to be able to go to customers instead of um, using the old traditional brick and mortar where a customer has to walk into dealerships uh, all the time, but taking our services to, to customers, um, introduced, among other things, Kaito, which is a bot uh, that we have because we saw customers were shopping at very strange hours of the morning or night, um, which uh, we, we, when we are closed and sleeping, uh, but people tend to be looking for, for cars at those. So we, 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 we actually accelerated a lot of our digital um, initiatives uh, with regard to ensuring shop at home, as I indicated. Uh, at the same time, we also looked at how we work um, as, as, as colleagues, uh, with most people now working from home um, and coming into the office every alternate day. Um, so the team dynamics also changed. But uh, from a customer perspective was to create a, an environment, whether you want to shop on a digital platform or you want to go and still kick the tires, you have an opportunity to do both. Um, so it, it gives customers that flexibility. Wow. Understood. I know um, something that you've spotlighted, there's this idea that you know, consumers are changing um, and you've had to sort of adapt to that. So something that I want to kind of ask about, a very popular model was Navara. We know that at some point it was discontinued, but what is the change that Nissan has sort of, um, sort of experienced that has made you guys decide to bring it back? Uh, Navara has, or maybe let me go one step back. Uh, pickups are part of Nissan's heritage. I think we, we have a history as Nissan brand globally that spans 85 years of pickup production uh, and, and sales. So um, we've always um, had Navara as a pillar of our strategy going forward. Yes, we, we had Navara originally, um, which we introduced. Yeah. Then we had a, a, a gap in between. Then we introduced uh, the, the, the previous Navara before we started uh, local production. Um, so the, the plan was always to produce Navara uh, locally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at that time, uh, to then uh, look at um, replacing basically uh, the, the hard body uh, with okay. Navara as we move with the changes uh, with customer needs, as well as ensuring that we've got a plant that can be utilized for many more years to come. Does Navara still continue to be one of the best selling um, brands under Nissan? Yeah, it is, uh, both globally and locally. Uh, we launched, as you know, uh, in June. Um, and we've had good uh, months, two months uh, yeah. of, of sales since since then. And um, we, we only launched with a double cap and the single cap will start retailing from next month. So we'll have a full range. Um, at the moment, the plant we have been focusing on uh, ramping up uh, both for South Africa and sub-Saharan markets with double cap. And then now we started ramping up with single cap. So by um, October, we will have a full range uh, of uh, Navara lineup. I think with the whole advent of SUVs becoming more popular, though, uh, we'll start seeing the Magnites um, becoming one of the, the top brands in this. And I'm sure it will happen. Um, but, you know, time will tell. Time will yeah. definitely tell. Go on, Cabello. Yeah. 
what I wanted to to add is that our our strategy is actually built on two pillars. One, it's light commercial vehicles, which is pickups, mm. um, and and that's where your MP200 and Navara are quite critical in our stable uh, products that we locally produce. But uh, SUV crossovers um, yeah. are the second pillar. So our focus uh, is around ensuring that we we cater for those growing segments um, and not not necessarily trying to be everything to everyone. Don't forget the GTR, please. I beg you. You're in the <laughs> GTR. You're a, yeah. One day's a racing fanatic, which is absolutely awesome. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's, a, he's a big Lewis Hamilton fan. Now, I mean, I suppose I'm not a big Lewis Hamilton fan because I'm a Ferrari fan. Whoever's in the Ferrari is my man. But, uh, uh, you know, what happens if, uh, if, if Hamilton goes down to a, um, you know, a lower level team one day? I don't know what you're going to do. Um, you're going to pull your hair out there. Yeah? Are you? Yeah, are you a Formula? Know. I think I'm always going to be a, a Hamilton fan, but you okay. know, we'll are you, see. Are you? We'll a, see. Are you a Formula One fan, Cabela? Yeah, uh, yes, I'm also a Hamilton fan. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know whether we're biased, um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so, I think there's more the, there's more of the Hamilton yeah. fans out there than there are. Well, I don't know about Max nowadays. Um, you know, he seems yeah, to is, uh, be drawing up. a crowd. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Formula One. You're here to talk about Nissan South Africa. And uh, so, Cabela, looking ahead, what what are Nissan's plans in South Africa for the next two to three years? Uh, Nissan introduced Nissan Next uh, as our transformation strategy, which we um, launched last year in in June. Um, and in this next, we actually articulate our focus points being one, we're going to rationalize and which means we will drop some models. Um, and one of those was, um, the, the hard body, this hard body, which has been, uh, tried and tested pickup in, in this market. Uh, but we had to make space for, for Navara. On the other side, it's about focus. Uh, and on the focus side, we, we indicated at that point that we will launch, uh, seven new models over the next two years. Uh, and one of those being both, uh, being the Navara, uh, we now have the Magnite, uh, and we now have a plan to then, um, strengthen our SUV, uh, crossover lineup, um, with cars like your Qashqai, uh, which as you might have seen in Europe already introduced and will be, um, hitting our shores, uh, in, in the beginning of next year. So, and then we, all the way to, to uh, the Terra and, and many other cars after that. Something that you didn't mention there is the, the Nissan Z. Um, is that part of the plan as well? Is that still future? I'm just trying to get these exclusives. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, look, look, uh, personally, I love the Z. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's a car that has contributed in defining what Nissan is as a brand. Um, however, we do not have plans at this stage to, to okay. bring the, uh, the, 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 the Z into, into the market, uh, but we'll continue studying for opportunities. Uh, and at the right time, probably bring it. Uh, but for now, we just need to refocus the business uh, okay. and, and, and do what we actually committed to, to, to follow through on. Well, talking about looking ahead, um, <clears throat> Nissan was the first introducer, for lack of a better word, of, uh, of the electric vehicle Nissan Leaf um, uh, and it hits South African shores. Um, so what are the EV plans for Nissan um, in the future in South Africa? And, uh, and you know, uh, uh, is, there a, is there a reason we're not seeing the LEAF at the moment in South Africa? Okay, let me start with the, the second part of your question. Um, yes, we introduced the LEAF uh, and the intention was to continue uh, with the LEAF. However, I think there are 
environment was not necessarily ready for that kind of vehicle at that stage. One, because of the need to also look at um, the duties that are applicable from an affordability perspective, uh, infrastructure with regard to charging stations uh, needs to also um, uh, improve uh, to allow a takeaway range anxiety, which we know in many cases people don't buy electric vehicles because of concerns as to how far they can go. Uh, so, we, yes, we brought the first leaf. We wanted the market to develop and, and then reintroduce um, all our electric vehicle. Um, we are looking at new energy vehicles, which is not only limited to um, full battery vehicle, mm-hmm. but we're also looking at uh, e-power technology, which we will start with that. Uh, and uh, probably just a scoop, the first will be within next year. Lovely, lovely stuff. I mean, uh, it's, it was a bold move, if I have to say so myself. And, and, and I think yeah. a, um, a, a forward looking move for Nissan. A lot of people, um, you know, uh, criticize Nissan for the leaf in South Africa. But I think those two things that you mentioned were real challenges, um, and are still some, some of the challenges today. And that is yeah. range anxiety and charging infrastructure. I mean, today we've got uh, 300 plus charging stations in the country, but you brought the leaf out here when there was pretty much no charging infrastructure. You had to charge the car at home. Um, you know, so that's a bold move, I think. And uh, hats off to Nissan because, you know, taking a bold move like that, I think, I think almost the, the, the first mover sets the scene for the future. And uh, exactly. even although the leaf is not in South Africa anymore, doesn't mean that it gave people an experience. It didn't give. It gave people an experience. It didn't. It didn't take anything away. Um, so, so well done to Nissan. And uh, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, to full Nissan EVs coming back to the country. But I think that what you're talking about is the is the hybrid technology. That you know, it seems to be the middle ground in South Africa before we get to battery electric vehicles. A lot of OEMs are bringing hybrid vehicles uh, uh, to South Africa. Is that what you're referring to or um, um, is, it, is, it, is it another kind of energy vehicle? Uh, well, e-power, um, I think the generic, generic description would be um, hybrid. However, the difference with uh, e-power technology versus normal hybrid is that uh, your uh, internal combustion engine never actually drives the vehicle. Uh, it's uh, merely there to charge. Okay. Uh, so the car is all electric, but uh, driven, okay. uh, but with a backup uh, um, internal combustion engine to be able to charge the vehicle. So that's a technology that we'll bring first, and but we will uh, still also introduce full battery vehicles. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. So 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 basically, the cars uh, the cars engine is not powering the wheels. It's acting as a generator for yeah. the uh, for the batteries, I assume, which then yeah. uh, drives the motors, which drives the uh, drivetrain, um, which is an interesting way yeah. to to look at it. Because uh, um, do these do those vehicles engines operate all the time, or do they just charge the batteries and then switch off? No, they they come in only when required uh, okay. to be able to charge the battery. So to, yeah, that's, I think for the car it's full electric from. In terms of what drives uh, the motor, uh, the vehicle. Yes, so. yes. We've seen that formula work really well for some of the other OEMs, um, specifically in a country like South Africa. So I know that's something that you know in this climate would work well to get people just into the idea of thinking of EVs. So yeah, it's good. It's a good strategy. Yeah, no, I fully agree with you because education is quite important. Um, you, we, we still need to get people to adjust from normal. Mm. Uh, combustion engines and move into uh, the next step. As um, George indicated, yes, we went all the way with electric vehicles, um, and that's still the direction that we're moving. But uh, we, I believe that uh, e-power technology is still 
uh, probably a better way to drive the transition to eventually ending up at electric vehicles. Mm. I don't want to take things to motorsport all the time, but just a question. Don't talk God's nonsense. To, uh, this is a motorsport <laughs> question, is it? <laughs> it? It most definitely is. Uh, we know that Formula E is coming to South Africa very soon. Uh, there's those talks about coming next year. Those talks about coming this year. Um, is there any plans for Nissan South Africa to sort of be, or Nissan in, in general, to just be part of, form, of the Formula E calendar um, as a constructor? Uh, Nissan is in, in Formula E. Oh. I thought you knew that. Okay. Okay. It's because Hamilton's, Hamil- Hamil- Hamilton's um, not I'm driving. Go back and, uh, <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's just that maybe because Hamilton is my best, so he hasn't paid much attention to it. Exactly. Um, is Nissan South Africa involved at all in uh, in terms of uh, Formula E, or is it done at uh, you know uh, head office level? Head office level. Uh, it's currently handled from a global uh, headquarters perspective. Uh, we we not uh, involved. However, if it comes to South Africa then at that point we will uh, leverage that opportunity as Nissan South Africa. Because I think there's talks to bring it to Cape Town uh, next year, if I'm mm. not mistaken. Yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to... Uh, um, uh, to Maximilian Gunther, I see, is uh, Nissan's driver. I, uh-huh. just, I just looked that up. I didn't know that, Wandy. I just, just, just <laughs> okay. looked that up. Uh, Maximilian Günther is uh, is the Nissan uh, Nissan Formula E driver. Uh, I love Formula E. I mean, people say that uh, you know you want to hear the sound of the engine, and um, but uh, but I think Formula E is uh, is pretty exciting. I mean, what, what's your what's your preference there, Cabello? Is it uh, is it Formula One with all the all the noise and and razzmatazz, or is it uh, Formula E? I think what people don't realize is that electric vehicles are actually an exhilarating experience in terms of how, how quickly they accelerate and, and, and how, you know, that speed you can actually get out of them. It's, it's amazing. So the sound, yeah, it's great. However, I think the exhilaration comes not only from the sound, but from the actual feeling that G-force as you, as you drive it. So I, I love EVs. The G-force, as you put it, exactly. That G-force is something that you only know when you've experienced it. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure you've been yeah. inside the EVs to experience it there, Cabello. But uh, uh, you only know that when you experience it. And a lot of petrol heads, in my mind, they, they, they criticize an EV, but they haven't really been in one. And until you're in one, it's a different yeah. story. Uh, uh, and, uh, and, and experience that, uh, that, that absolute sheer acceleration, as you put it. So, ladies and gentlemen, that kind of concludes our show with uh, the country director, Cabela Raboto, um, and uh, the iconic Nissan brand. Uh, you know, I remember the days, Cabello, when uh, uh, the Datsun Bucky was, uh, was the talk of the town. And then, uh, and then did Nissan acquire Datsun? Datsun acquired Nissan, uh, one of the two? In, in actual fact, Nissan was born out of Datsun. Um, but yes. it's, it's actually... Uh, that the brands uh, have have been interrelated over the years. And then I remember so, there was a period where you were called Nissan Datsun. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, in South Africa, we started as Datsun, but I think around the world, uh, the two were always um, part of uh, each other's uh, DNA. DNA, we yes. We share the DNA and, and, and um, yeah. 
Who can forget? It's who can the, forget the half-ton pickup uh, uh, Datsun? And my grandmother used to drive a, a Datsun 120Y. Um, it was a it was a baby blue Datsun 120Y. So uh, so I know I know about the the Nissan brand or the historical uh, Datsun brand. Um, and, and now we have the Nissan Navara, brand new Nissan Navara. Go and check it out on AutoTrader.co.za, uh, um, as well as uh, a couple of new models coming to the market, as uh, Cabela put it, um, towards the beginning of next year, and then. I'm looking forward to this, um, you know, this e-technology that uh, Cabela talks about. I'm, I'm keen to, I'm keen to drive one of those cars that uh, uh, that Cabela refers to as uh, e-technology. So, uh, um, you know, let us know when uh, when those hit the road, uh, Cabela, and um, and we'll definitely uh, uh, have a look at it. So, thank you very much for joining us. It's been epic, and um, uh, we will catch you on the next one. Any final thoughts there, Wandy? No, uh, yeah, it's just uh, thank you for for joining us, Gabriel. I think uh, lots of insiders has come out, lots of exclusives. So I'm, I'm, I'm can't wait for everyone to see this, um, and hopefully we'll get you on the next show. Good thank stuff. you, thank you guys, thank you for having me. Cheers, gentlemen.